And welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, how we doing? Good. I'm awesome. How are you? So we just got done doing a workout together. Yeah. And so now we're going to talk a little bit about performance. I know. Maybe we should have talked about it and then done the workout. <laughs> I don't know. I think we did pretty well in the workout. I think actually we so did. We did. That's true. I we feel performed uh, well, so now we can talk about it. That's right. That's uh, the precursor to the... Uh, episode. Right. Absolutely. So I was listening to uh, Ben Bergeron's Chasing Excellence podcast this week. Yep. And he was covering kind of a a wide gamut of things. Uh, But one of the questions that uh, Patrick asked him was, um, what are the the three factors that determine performance? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's a pretty interesting question. Yeah. I think that would make a good topic to talk about. So he kind of set up a couple different ways. Obviously the way he initially set it up is, um, you know, obviously genetics, you know, the way that, uh, you're raised, your environment, your opportunity, work ethic and all that stuff. Kind of, he talked a lot about the Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours, all that stuff. Uh So that was kind of the more the scientific side of it. But then he shifted that to say, okay, we covered all that stuff. Let's, you know, look at another way. Right. And so he provided, uh, three others, Um, which he said was preparedness, uh, which was kind of like an earned confidence type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sleep was a big one. Uh, And then his last one was calm competitiveness, which he kind of defined as basically win at all costs. So kind of the the competitive drive nature, all that stuff. Yep. And so, you know, you and I exchanged a couple of texts about it. Um, I like the question. I kind of like it more if it's a little bit based upon you know, our community yes. as opposed to looking at it in the, you know, CrossFit games athletes that Ben is dealing with exactly. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like the question for our community. And so I wanted to kind of pick your brain and say, if you were proposed with that question, what would you kind of think? What would I say? Yep. And I agree. I listened to it as well, obviously. And it's a good episode, but, and there are some takeaways and some tangible things in there. You know, if, if I could do it, yeah, sleep is critical to perform at anything. You know, I'm dealing with that now with, you know, a one-month-old. So, um, But I don't think you were in, in flight school now. You'd be like, okay, future athlete. Right. You need to work on your confidence, sleep, and calm competitiveness. Exactly. That's the key to CrossFit. Yeah. So when so when you said, hey, let's let's think through this and talk through this, and you're like, what are your three? And I was thinking about it and writing it down. I got my three, and... Uh, I wanted to look at it or think about it through the lens of everybody that we have inside the walls of KCI from the person that I did their first day one with them today, this morning to our coaches and and the most veteran senior athletes. Um, What does it mean to perform for everybody? And what are the factors that affect that performance? You know, and again, we could talk sleep and nutrition, and I feel like we we know that, and we've talked about it, and we can talk about it more at some other time. But want to just you know maybe highlight a little different factors of performance that we may not always think about, you know, just to maybe have you know the question mark or the raise in your head or the light bulb moment in your head, and be like, yeah, maybe maybe I should work on that so that I can perform better. So, yeah, yeah. So the first one, I think. Um, 
I'll use the word attitude, but we, let's just also say slash mindset. Your, your attitude and your mindset will affect the way you perform in life, but let's just keep it in the gym. Um, anybody from day one to day 1000, the way that you approach the workout, and I kind of have three thoughts on your attitude and your mindset, but every day you can show up to work out and you can look at a workout and you can either say, I can, or I can't. I can't do toes to bar. I can't do pistols. I don't like to run. Those are three can'ts or, you know, I won't. Um, or you can approach the workout and say, well, I can get stronger in this workout. I can practice a skill. I can work as hard as I can. I can put effort forward. I feel like that awareness of that self-talk, but, but really like I can do, what can I do? And what can I do to the best of my ability? You know, it's a common, it's so common with everybody. Again, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this to, to, oh man, I can't, you know, I cannot handstand walk to save my life. Um, but every time handstand walk comes around, I know that I can work on it. So I, I see that workout and it's like, well, I'm not doing it RX. I can work on developing this skill, period. So I can versus I can't. It's, it's a big mental shift. It keeps you coming into the gym, which is obviously important, but it, but it allows you to do the workout to the best of your ability and it allows you to leave the gym saying, man, I've, I gave it everything that I, that I have. Yeah, I think maybe the other way too is you're you're kind of like reframing the workout to mm-hmm. fit your mindset, right? Yeah, like the way you talked about handstand walks. Yep, I, mean, I would I would totally agree with you on that one because I'll see it and be like, "We're going to do fifty foot of I, handstand walks." Like I can't like, do well, that. I'll do six, but I'll try. <laughs> you know exactly, uh, exactly. But you're reframing it from a I'm going to say positive mindset. Sure. Um, but you're definitely reframing it, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah, on a similar line with with the attitude and the mindset, I think something that is learned for sure is what it is like. What is challenging? What what is the what is effort? <laughs> what feels hard? Um, and, and this is hard. It's just hard to do, and it takes reps and it takes practice. Speaking to the beginners and and the the veterans know this, but you know what feels hard. Like I, if I see a workout with nine, seven, what was it? Nine, seven, four or nine, seven, five five. bar muscle ups and snatches. I know what that is going to feel like for me because I've done a lot of reps. I know what nine muscle ups feels like. So learning coming in, coming in with the attitude of I'm going to learn and I need to learn about myself as a beginner or intermediate, you know, I've been doing CrossFit one day or, or three months or six or, or a year, you need to know what feels hard. And, and I feel like we do, a, the coaches try to do this and try to present this like, hey, the RX athlete is going to do nine muscle-ups. That might take 45 seconds and it's going to be hard. Here are some scaling options that you need to try and you need to see how these feel. You could start with ring rows and push-ups. Well, nine ring rows and nine push-ups might take someone... 10, 15 seconds, and it could be really easy. So that's not the right choice. The, the feel of the challenge needs to be pretty darn hard. Um, 
in that case. So, so the attitude of, or the mindset of you need to be in tune with your brain and your body and say, Hey, if you're moving safely, I need to have the attitude that I'm going to challenge myself and I need to know what is appropriate to, to challenge myself with, you know, the muscle up example, that workout of nine, seven, five, pull up lowers, chest to bars, jumping, you know, there, there are other movements and other progressions that we went through in that warm up, And those are all options to do in that workout. And at any given point, a beginner or an intermediate or, you know, someone who's been doing CrossFit six months or a year needs to say, I think this is challenging, but then they need to go back and be able to evaluate after the workout and say, but was it, Yeah. you know, like if a good example, that workout, I think I finished last <laughs> in the class, in the class that I took that workout or did that workout. I think I finished last, but I would. I was like seven nineteen or seven. Yeah, but you were. There's only two people that did an RX. So. <laughs> true, but true, but the scaled athlete can still make it really hard. And I was gassed. Like I was, I gave a ton of energy to that. Yeah. You know, so so the the beginner athlete needs to analyze themselves and analyze that and say, man, if I if Nick did the workout in seven minutes and I did it in four minutes and I'm not even sweating. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe you know. Maybe I should have done something more challenging. Yeah. You know, and 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 try and tried tried to to challenge myself. So, um, I kind of had one last thought, and then we can move on to the second factor. But the, you know, along the lines of attitude and and mindset, I think that um, take the the humility and the gut check and ask yourself: Do I care? Um, do I care? how my squat is. Do I care if my push-ups are crappy and they're not going to full range of motion? Do I care what my run stride is like? Do I care do I care if I'm honest with my reps? You know, if I'm supposed to do 50 reps and I forget and I say, "Oh, I'll, I'll only do 40." Whatever. Like, do you care? Um and the answer is you have to care. You've got to care a whole lot um, because that's where the performance will come. Like you, you, you have to care about how you're moving your body. You have to care about being honest with your repetitions. You have to care about doing the best that you can, and you have to care about trying to learn and to improve every day. Because if you, if you let that slide, um, your performance will plateau. It'll kind of fade. You'll get bored. You'll feel maybe stuck or, or just kind of stagnant. Um, you know, and that's not to get down on people, but, I, but I think there's every day you, you have that opportunity to ask yourself that question. You, you walk into the gym and like, Hey, do I care? Um, or it's, you see running in the workout and you automatically throw your hands up and say, I hate running. I don't care about this workout. Right. You know, well, maybe you don't like running and maybe it's a hundred degrees out, but are you here to get fit or why are you here? You know? And again, I don't want to come off as like, dang down downer, but yeah, I would maybe also maybe pose it a little bit different. I would say like use double unders as an example, right? Sure. That's a good one. And do you want to stay engaged and learn to get better and figure out double unders? Cause they'll take a while. They're hard mm-hmm. to learn. And, but once you kind of get them, then you get them. But once you start with double unders, it takes a lot of muscle endurance in order to do 
you know, 50 of them and are yes. unbroken, 100 of them are broken. Yep. And so you're, you're able to elevate your performance because you're able to challenge your body. Whereas a way you could do 500 single unders and it's not even going to challenge you. Whereas if you did a hundred double unders unbroken. Exactly. Right? It's a good, so it's a good one. So I think that's a, a way to kind of look at it too, is in order to continue to grow, forget the fact of you're trying to increase your performance or whatever, but you want to get a little bit better. Yes. You know, same thing with doing ring dips, mm-hmm. you know, or doing, you know, ring pull-ups. Sure. Good instead example, of doing yeah. muscle-ups. Well, after doing that for a year, it's time to it's time to do something different. Exactly. You know, and so you got to figure it out and, yeah. and stick with it. Yep. And then, you know, and that's, everybody has different goals and some people are there. They don't care about ever getting a muscle-up. And that's fine. I'm not going to hate on you and I'm going to give you a high five for doing something that's challenging to your level, but, but I still want you to give the effort, you know, even if I look at you and say, yep, I, I know that you're never going to do a muscle up. I mean, shoot, I, I, I work with an 85 year old guy in the gym. We do one-on-one and like, I love working with him cause he's given it his all and he, and he wants to try, but am I trying to get him to do a muscle up or double under? No, but I'm trying to give, I'm trying to help him give his best effort. Yeah because he cares because he's got, there's some, there's a lot on the line for him just in, you know, being able to function and, and do life at 85 years old and, yeah. and be on his own. So we need to get him on the podcast. Maybe that'd be fun. <laughs> Ooh. You'll put Doug to sleep with uh, doing Doug at 60. Well, we're going to have this guy doing, doing CrossFit at 85. That's a great, honestly, this is a good idea. <laughs> I'll talk to him. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. I'll talk to him. So, so that's the first one. That's that's attitude. That's mindset. I know there was kind of three bullet points in there, but but I feel like there's a little bit of something for everybody in that where you just got to be aware of your attitude, and mindset, and and how it affects your performance. You know, and and what you're trying to accomplish every day, and you know, in the in the grand scheme of things. So, uh, so my second factor is that what we're calling it the factor to. Yeah. Yeah. The second right. second factor that I had was um, awareness, um, specifically body awareness, your awareness of what you're doing uh, and your own body. Um, it's easy to just pose the questions. Are you aware that your shoulder has limited range of motion and what that does to your elbow or your wrist? Are you aware that when you squat, you don't go to parallel or you don't go below parallel? Are you aware when you squat, where you put your feet? Are you intentional with where you put your feet and your toes? Are you aware what a tight core feels like? Are you aware of your tendency in a workout to shorten your range of motion so that you can go faster? Um, you know, are you aware of that you hold your breath while you're on the bike? Like all of these things, You've got to at least strive to grow and gain awareness of your own body and your own tendencies. But I, I think there, the uh, I'll fall on the sword on this one, but I, I feel like a lot of us don't know what it should be, right? Sure. You know, am I supposed to hold my breath whenever I do a <laughs> pike, you know, yeah. or do a, you know, something like that? Um, or am I supposed to hold my breath whenever I'm on sure. the bike or whatever? Yeah. You know, you don't know because... I'm, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And I, I haven't worked out, you know, my whole life or yeah. all that stuff. Um, so I think that's part of it too, is 
you don't realize that stuff until somebody number one tells you it sure. or you ask the question. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it, it takes reps, you know, so this is a hard one for beginners to be like, yeah, I'm just new at this game, man. I, yeah, of course I'm not aware. Yeah. The goal is to then every day come in, you know, go back to number one, come in with the mindset, I'm building awareness of my own body and what I'm doing. Um, and and I'm, I'm also in class to learn, you know, and if the coach isn't working with me one-on-one for an extended amount of time, but if the coach is saying to the class, hey, brace your core like someone's going to punch you, you sh- you need to take that cue and be like, okay, someone's going to punch me. Like, oh, I should probably do something. I should probably do something and not just be off in la-la land and, you know, you know, if the coach is saying it, there's a, there's a hot chance that it's like, yeah. that it has some impact on, on you or as the, the group in general. So totally it takes time and, and it takes awareness and it takes reps to do. But I think it, I, my point was just kind of being that a lot of people maybe don't know the cue that you're trying to give, Sure, but they need to speak up and say, I don't understand it coach. Exactly. And you know, a lot of you know, Stevens told me a lot of times doing a snatch or, or a power clean, you know, to engage your lats, mm-hmm. you know, pull on the bar, you pull know, on the bar, you know, and it's just like, I, uh, I'm just trying to pick it up, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to ask me to yeah. do, but now as I kind of learn more and I watch things, it's like, I get it, yep. you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, you kind of, it's, it's a two way street. Totally. It is. And it's built, you know, but again, think it, we're, we're talking about factors to that affect or improve performance, yep. right? And, and, and we're all on this journey to improve our performance. So it, the, the, it's on a spectrum and, and your awareness starts real basic and real small and grows and grows and grows. So we're, we're never immune to this. You know, I'm not immune to this and I receive as much coaching as, as I can. And, you know, cause I have tendencies to do things and some things I'm not even aware of sometimes recently I was not, I was missing the high pull in my snatch. Um, and the, I'm missing snatches forward and the bars looping around. I'm like, well, I, I just don't get it. Um, and Jordan was coaching me and she's like, dude, you're, you're just swinging that bar out there. She's like, pull it, like pull. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm explosive as all get out, but I'm not pulling it. I'm just swinging that thing around my chest. So we all have it to some degree, but so there, therefore I, I thought it would, was important to put into this list of like, you've got to be aware that you're trying to grow in your awareness and the better, more aware you are of everything, you know, and again, the more aware you are of your sleep and the more aware you are of your, what you're eating and the macro counts and how, what's in the vegetable, like all this stuff here, that is all tracking, you know, up into the right with your performance. So, so that's why I put it in there and it's, it's tough, but again, it's, we're all on that line somewhere. So, um, the third one, the third one that I thought of, and it it falls in line, I I think with, with Ben Bergeron's to some degree, uh, and you and I talked about this, I don't have the right language, but I have a few things to say. It's, it's the push. It's the, the next gear or it's the challenge or the competition. It's, it's the ability to, to push yourself beyond what's comfortable. The next gear, you, you got to find that place that is challenging. Mechanics first, consistency next, and then intensity. But, but intensity comes with 
going outside of your comfort zone. Performance and results will come with going outside of your comfort zone. In the gym and anywhere else, right? Uh, having a baby is outside of my comfort zone, but and here I am again with a one-month-old. So, <clears throat> but in the gym, that it, and it takes reps. But learning how to tap into that next gear or that push or or what helps you get to that place, the, the you know the example that I know you're thinking about too. But just today, like you and I worked out literally side by side. Um, and you said after the workout that you would not have done what you did if I wasn't right there with you. Right. Um, you know, if it was a, if you were on your own, it'd be completely different. You know, if it was a class full of other, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, but if I would have done it by myself, I would have not got near the results that I got today. Absolutely. Your performance would be less. Yep. So that's the beautiful thing of being in a group class, obviously, because that, that just naturally bubbles up and it naturally happens. I, I think to, to some degree, um, but, but I, I think to your point, it's one, one of it's the competition aspect, right? Mm-hmm. But then the other side of it is also pushing yourself to find that next gear, right? Yeah. So if you're not laying on the floor dying <laughs> at the end, then you most likely didn't give it your all, right? And or some version of that, and I think yeah. about that a lot mm-hmm. because we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit. But I kind of have like a governor mm-hmm. that's kind of built in, and I don't want to exceed that governor. But in today's workout, um, which was 200 meter run, 24 pistols, 12 toes to bar, yes, right. So we talked about the beginning of it. I said, Oh, I'm gonna break my toes to bar up six to six, right? Mm-hmm. And Christine and I have been kind of working, she's been pushing me a little bit on toes to bar, and we've been you know, working on it, trying to get, you know, five at a time, six at a time, that thing to try and push me, you know, during a normal workout. And so then today I did five rounds of it and did four of the rounds. I did all 12 mm-hmm. and the one round I did 10 into two. Yep. Well, if I didn't push myself to that to see what happens, then you're never get you. If you told yourself right off the bat, well, I'm going to do seven, five. Yes. And I do seven, five every time. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's great. Well, mm-hmm. how do you know you can't do 12, exactly. right? And Steven was pushing me, Brad, you got to do 12. Brad, you got to do 12. So I did 12 Yep. and I did it. And then driving home, I'm like, you know, thank PR. God. Yeah. You know, I'm, I know I can do 12. Yeah. So now going into the next workout, let's try and elevate this thing a little bit more. Exactly. You know, and just always trying to push it a little bit. And a lot of times I'll push it at the kind of the end, but it's too late. You know, mm-hmm. so if, if you say, if you're on a rower and you say, well, give it, give it all you got the last 30 seconds, well, you could have done it for the last minute or the last, you know, minute 30. Very true. And that's where you try to, you got to find that gear a little bit, I think, is the way I kind of look at that. Yes. I, yeah. A hundred percent. I, I, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And it, but only you are going to find that. Only exactly, only you were going to find that. And it, it takes the reflection, it takes that reflection and then application the next time you've got to understand like, you know, and again, you said the goal of every workout, is it to be on the floor to completely exhausted? No, but you need to, you need to understand, you need to be able to reflect after every workout and say, was it challenging? Did I give it my all? And did I push myself? Like assuming that the mechanics and consistency are there and you wouldn't have done, you wouldn't have attempted 12 toes bar if you didn't feel confident with the the consistency of it. 
you know, relatively safe movement for you. Um, and yeah, you might as well push that same with the, you know, pistols, single leg squat. So you've got to find it and and it's, it's just tough and it, it, it has to be done through the reflection. Yep. And I think to further my point, I think it's, if you always said, okay, if there's 10 pull-ups on the board and you always say, well, I'm going to break it up. Mm -hmm. Well, at some point you're gonna have to do 10 in a row and say it's five sets of 10 and you totally bomb the last set. Well, now, you know, right? Exactly. But if you're breaking it up six and four every time and you crush it, Mm -hmm. well, then you never, you never figured it out. Exactly. And, and you know, so then the next workout that's do seven rounds of 10 pull-ups you're back there. It's like it's like the workout that we had the other day of 80 wall balls. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't try something different and push yourself to almost a point of failure, then how do you know you couldn't have done 40 unbroken, exactly. 50 unbroken, 80 unbroken? It's a great example. You know, it's a great example, and and exactly, it's a willingness to fail. Yeah, a willingness to fail safely. You know, we 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 fail front squats and we fail whatever else, but you've got to be willing to try and challenge yourself, push yourself and yeah, fail. And what are you risking as assuming that safety isn't an issue? You're risking a time on the board, a time on the board. Exactly. And and the time on the board isn't important. What's important is the push. Yep. Did you challenge yourself and you know, did you improve? mentally or physically, right? Or did you set something up so that you can improve next time? Forget the whiteboard for a second. Like you don't, you don't have to post a score and you don't have to analyze that. Like just sometimes you just got to go so you can figure out what the next level is, the next iteration because other, and again, this can apply to beginners too. And I, you know, this, this is a little probably in the weeds for the beginners, but someone who's just starting CrossFit is learning this every day, every workout. And, and we talk about this through their prep course and their onboarding. Like your, your goal is to, at that stage of the game in the beginner, the first 90 days, you almost want to leave a little bit in the tank. I tell people, man, if you're less than 90 days into fitness period, you want to leave the gym saying, reflect on the workout saying, I did really well. I could do more. I could do better next time so that they can come and they're not too sore, but also so that it, it trains the brain to, to reflect and analyze on the workouts yeah. so that they're, when they're ready with the consistency of the movements and, and the safety isn't a concern because safety is a big concern, especially as a beginner. But when you're, you're confident with wall balls and you're, and you see 80 of them in a workout and you're like, well, maybe I'll do sets of 10, but you're like, but I've never done a set of 20. What if like, it- Exactly. It's re- it's a relatively safe thing. If you do the first 20, you're like, oh, that was easy. So the next time you do 20. But if the first 20 was like, oh, that's a little much, well, maybe you go down to 15. Exactly. You can always adapt the workout. Can you're not locked it. in at 10. Mm-hmm. But if you come out and you say, I'm going to do eight sets of 10. And I'm going to take a 20-second rest in between, or 10-second yeah. I mean, rest. How are like, you going to you push it? You know, I mean, yep. that's where... And if you've been doing, say, wall balls for two years, and you're like, well, I'm going to do eight sets of 10, and you do the, you know, the 10, and you go, oh, I'm moving on to up-downs. Yep. It's like at some point, you kind of have to adapt that. Yeah. Completely agree. So, and that's a cardio workout, in my opinion. And so on the cardio stuff, you can push yourself a little differently. Obviously, 
you know, if you're going to go snatch, you know, you don't want to go maybe, you, you know, if you're doing of 125 course. and you're, well, I'm going to do 155 because I'm going to push it. Well, that's a different push. It's a di- that's a different story. And, but and again, I think the, of the cardio stuff, you can, you can press it a little bit and, sure, and the, test it. The same principles have to apply. It's the mechanics and consistency and then the intensity and, and where this discussion is, is camped out on the intensity. And if the mechanics of the wall ball is just, if your wall ball looks like junk, I'm not going to say, yeah, man, go crank out 20 of those junky wall balls. Like, (laughs) (laughs) junky wall balls. Like, even though it's a cardio thing, like, I just can't in good measure just say, yeah, just go, go bust them out. You know, they look like crap, but go do it. You know, or your row technique is terrible, but yeah, go pull that thing, you know, 80 strokes a minute. Yep. Like, come on. Like, (laughs) you know, um, and again, the discussion is around performance, right? It's not about, it's not about the whiteboard. It's not about getting a good score or getting a good time. It's about performing as best as you can. And, and, and the push and the challenge, that next gear is about challenging yourself. It has nothing to do with getting stronger. It has nothing to do with losing 10 pounds. It has everything to do with what's in between your ears and what you're telling yourself you can or you cannot do. Circle back to point number one, that attitude and that mindset. Like it, what can I do? And how can I challenge myself? You know, and that, that's just, that's, that's a core principle of, of CrossFit and of what we do. It's like, we're, we're here to challenge ourselves, period. Like I, I'm not here to, to give you the super easy experience. I'm, I'm here to help you grow and get better and to challenge yourself. Um, and that means different things for different people. And I totally get that, but the it, goals for it to not be easy. The goal, yeah, it shouldn't be easy. If it, if it was easy, it wouldn't mean anything. Right. Right? That, that it, it would be point if it was easy it'd be pointless. And we yep. just whether you're done CrossFit for one day or 10 years. Exactly. If you get done you're like, "Oh, that was a piece of cake." Like you, then what's the point? What's the point? We yeah. we wouldn't be here the gym like literally we wouldn't exist if if it was easy. Yeah. You know, we, it exists because it's hard. So you know, I, I don't know how to really kind of tie a bow to that, this discussion, but it's... Um, no, I think it's a great three points. Uh, I think it's a good discussion. I agree with it. I always had... The, mine was a strategy. I had strategy in there. Yeah, and we talked about To me, that. was a big one because I feel like what separates the neophytes from the more experienced athletes is mm-hmm. the strategy. Yep. Because, again, being newer to CrossFit, like I just don't think of a workout in the strategy realm not at all but again going back to the 80 wall balls and the 80 up downs if you did eight rounds of 10 and somebody did two rounds of 40 mm-hmm. i'm sorry but you're going to lose every time the eight rounds of 10 is going to lose every time yeah you know so that's where a strategy comes into play there yep. and if you pick the wrong strategy you're kind of doomed yep and i think that was kind of my big takeaway from the last open and you know, we talked about it with the Murph workouts and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, strategy has its place. And I feel like that's a very, that's the fun part for me about growing into, you know, third year, fourth year of CrossFit is just trying to start figuring out the strategy workouts yeah. and to try and push it a little bit. And cause that's where you start to really see some of the performance come through. Yeah, I completely agree. And it, you know, if the list was the top, you know, five, Yep. Things to, to, that'll impact performance in the gym. Yeah. Strategy would probably be on there for, for me as well. It definitely has a time and a place and, and 
because it does impact your the results, yeah. right? It it has a very big impact on the load that you move or the the time that you get uh, on the workout is the strategy on how you do it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's big. Um, it, to me, is it's it's the fun part a little bit, uh, and that's mm-hmm. why I always look for. But that's the maybe the engineer project manager and that's, that's yeah, <laughs> that's your personality as you. Is uh, trying to figure out that puzzle a little bit, but um, there are others that are just. I feel like some people come in with such a conservative strategy mm-hmm. that you're never really going to get there because yep. your strategy involves so much rest and breaks and switching, switching and walking, sure. and you know all that stuff. I mean, it's just as simple as getting closer to the door or all the way on the other side of the door, yeah. right? I mean, it's just simple stuff like simple that. Simple as that. that. Yep. You, you kind of. And it, and it obviously the strategy ties into your ability, you know, what we talked about with the push in the next gear. Like if your strategy is off, maybe the strategy is restricting you from pushing <laughs> as hard as you need to. You know, if you're going to do one wall ball and then one up down, obviously that's a very poor strategy yep. to get to 80. You're, you're not pushing yourself. You're, you're holding yourself back. So yeah, it, it has it has a, a big impact on it. So that, that would be a bonus. Yeah. Well, bonus that's factor. Yeah. That's the three factors that according to Nick, according that, to me and according that, to what I have right now, that determine performance. And then there's a three B according to Brad. So yeah, we like, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to die on the strategy discussion, but, um, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good, fun discussion. Yeah. Uh, take it and hopefully implement a little bit into your next workout. Yeah. And, apply it push a little bit harder absorb absorb the attitude and the mindset 